Fairpoint. I'm Craig Lewis. I'm Nathan Capacer, and I saw the Godzilla movie. The new one. Not the 1998 one. Are you, are you sure? I mean, I, yes, I've seen uh, both well, of them. I guess. I guess. You... So, man, I do want to see that movie. What did you think? Is, is it worth me going to see it? Uh, you a big Godzilla fan? Not particularly. Mm, probably not. If if you're I, not. Okay, I'm a huge Godzilla fan. Then yeah, definitely worth seeing it. So it's something I that... I mean, it's still worth you watching, but I thought you meant like going to the theaters to see. Right. I assume that's what you meant. That was what I was talking about. Spending my hard-earned cash on a $15 movie ticket, yes. Well, I would love to tell you like... My what I liked and what I didn't like about this movie because I have a lot to say, but but there's not much of it that I can actually say without spoiling. Well, then don't do that. Shit, exactly. Uh, what I'm actually gonna do, I think I'm gonna make a video, put it up on the YouTube. So uh, keep an eye on that. Keep okay. an eye on the Facebook wall. We'll post that for those that have seen the movie. Yes, yeah, so a spoiler heavy. Nathan's thoughts on Godzilla. Yeah. So those of you that listen to us and have seen Godzilla. Go check that video Yeah, no out. spoilers in this episode except for the 1998 movie, if you weren't familiar. Who's Zilla, Craig? Oh, the dinosaur? No. Damn, I thought you were going to, like, I Godzilla? thought you could answer this question, but apparently not. American Godzilla? Ah, eh, we'll explain it a little Godzilla later. Godzilla USA? 1998? Pre-2014. Oi, hello blokes, you're listening to Fox News and me name's John Johnson. I got all the news stories for you, or at least uh, one of them. Yeah, just one of them. Don't don't uh don't get over ambitious there. I am a very ambitious bloke. But anyways, I got this one funny news story. I think I think the both of you jokes might find it a little bit interesting, maybe a little bit disgusting. But certainly you might get a good chuckle out of it. So there's this, there's this one guy. He Instagrammed a poop. Now this wasn't no, no ordinary poop. It was a golden poop. Apparently, there's a man going around New York City pinting all the dog poops gold. And, and that's what's passing for art these days. Maybe he's a fan of Atmosphere, and he took that one album title a little too literally. When life gives you lemons, you paint that shit gold. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. frankly, I never played the VHS board game myself. But um, wait. anyways, back onto the dog poo. So he says, oi, that's me art. That's me art. It's all me own. Okay? I owns it. And I'm thinking to myself, it's dog poo. How can you fucking own any of that? It's from nature, right? The dog doesn't even own it. The dog, the dog doesn't want to. He's renounced own it. ownership of it. <laughs> the dog is giving it away for free. What brings up even more questions is that there's a few other blokes that just come out there out of nowhere. They're all coming from a woodworks now, saying, oh, "I've been doing this for years," and, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, "I was the guy that did the Toynbee tiles too." Did I yeah, mention yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, right, right. You did. You also the guy that invented toilets or whatever you were saying. Frankly, I think it's much better investment than just a hole in the ground or a bucket that you dump out a window. Frankly, I'm amazed by this thing. You got a toilet. You got something called plumbing. Is that like the fruits or something? Or you just expose the fruits into the plumbing? What are you talking about? Well, well, every now and then I like to eat me a plum. So if I'm plumbing, I think I'm eating a whole bunch of plums. At least that's what uh, me mama always says. Go rest your soul. Oh, Goy! Fox, you're plumbing again! Oi, do, do, you, do you think you're funny or something? It's me mama you're talking you about. Had enough... Whoa, that wasn't good. Ah, you've had enough plums! I, I can't... Oi. I can't... What the fuck am I doing? What? He thinks he's me mom. <laughs> this fucking guy. Well, anyways, that's all the times I got for you. If you want to see gold poos, go to New York City or something. Oh, also, um, before I leave, I just want to drop my new Twitter handle because apparently uh, some some big fat cat thought it'd be funny to take the one that I've had from years ago or something like that. Anyways, the new one is at Viva Fox News. That's with an AWK, of course, not a dirty X. Deuces, bitches. 
So the world's oldest marijuana stash was recently found in China. Oldest stash, you say? Did it didn't go bad? Oh like, well, there was seven hundred and eighty nine grams of dried twenty seven hundred year old cannabis. Twenty seven hundred year. How did they test the like the age of it? Is it like a carbon yeah, dating and stuff? Rings it was in shit? a. It was buried beside a Gucci shaman. He was, was buried with his stash. Yeah. Yeah, this, you can just That's imagine that dude. motherfucker, that dude is like smoking the day till he dies. He's like, you know what, dude? I don't even think I want you guys to have this shit when I go. <laughs> you might as well bury me with it. He's f- filling out his will. My marijuana stash Goes gets buried nobody. with me. Not my greedy stoner stepson. <laughs> Not Steve. Nope, not Clarence. Or his girlfriend. Certainly not their shit for brains grandson. That shit's going with me. Well, the theory was that it was uh, buried with him so that he could take it with him to the afterlife. Because (laughs) usually shamans would be buried, you know, with stuff to journey past this. Yeah, that's like. uh, He's like, if I'm. That's Tommy Chong. If I'm going to hell. (laughs) Right? He didn't, but suspiciously enough, they didn't find any munchies buried alongside him. No. So we know he regretted that. Yeah. Somewhere, sh- somewhere in those 789 you grams. Imagine him in the afterlife smoking. He's like, can't believe I forgot to pack Funyuns. <laughs> well, more news out of New York City. It was reported that a bread delivery driver had his truck stolen. The, the, somebody told him that it was filled with dough. Uh, uh, well, it wasn't just stolen by anybody. It was stolen by a man, a 30-year-old man, who was only wearing underwear, that after stealing it, <laughs> found the map of the, like, the drop locations on the passenger seat next to him and decided to deliver the rest of the day's work. <laughs> Did he, <laughs> he need the car the for something else? Was he just like, I need this truck? But, oh, well, I don't want to screw these people out of their bread. No, he's just a crazy Everyone ass Everyone needs bread. <laughs> he's just a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, everybody needs... Well, I think I that's his alibi. He's trying to get out of... I don't get this to the, to the CVS. They won't have their stocks of no, white dude, bread. He's, he's trying to get out of jail time. That's his... So he's oh. saying he's crazy because if you're crazy, they'll just throw you in for psychiatric evaluation. Right. Well... And, uh, <laughs> It really, he needed that van, but he was like, fuck, people need their bread, though. <laughs> right? Jesus. Well, yeah, he was taken to a hospital for psychiatric evaluation. Only charged with criminal possession of a stolen vehicle. And this 30-year-old man was then released to his parents' care and supervision because that's, you know, adults get released to their parents' discretion. Maybe he did have psychiatric problems. Yeah, I guess so. It means like he wasn't mentally fit to withstand an actual trial or something. I don't know. Speaking of thirty-year-old men getting themselves arrested and undergoing psychiatric evaluation, oh, you have more news on this. I see. Uh, a man named Conrad McCain, who was thirty, yes, uh, was recently arrested. Um, okay, he was dressed as an elf and attacking an SUV with with like a LARPing sword. Apparently, this guy's been arrested numerous times before. Once in Seattle for riding down a big hill in an office chair. You can be arrested for that? One. Claiming to be Commander Kinetica. See, this is the thing. He, what he does... Well, still, can you, be arre- you can be arrested for that. Yeah, if he's endangering people and shit. Down a hill on a chair? I don't think he'd be endangering anybody but himself. Well, maybe if children are around. Uh, he also once was arrested... I'm not sure where, but for climbing a lamppost dressed as a ninja with two swords. Real swords? I assume. Well, see, Um, you never answered my question. When he attacked the SUV, was he using a LARPing sword? I'm not sure. I think it was a a real sword. Well, no. The the cops ended up breaking the sword, so probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, It was the master sword. That's all I know. The master sword? Apparently. Um, What this this guy does, he's a a a fantasy science fiction author. And he, he is also in a band. Oh, and, okay. um I'm trying to decipher if he can, like... He inhabits these characters. He, will, he huh. will inhabit... See, okay, this is what happened. Basically, on Monday, he went down to the park for what's called Monday Fun Day. It's held at uh, Colonel Summers Park in Portland. And there's just people, you know, 
playing sports, getting drunk, you know, having drum circles, oh, all it's, sorts it's, it's of fun day. Yeah. hippie and geek shit. Some LARPers maybe. Some friends decided, or maybe it was just people down there, decided to share some drugs with him. Uh, oh. He did a mixture of LSD, LSD. DMT, oh. Oh, and MDMA. Ecstasy, LSD, and DMT. As he called it, the trifecta. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, the cops closed the park at like 10 p.m. He broke into one of his friend's practice spaces where him and his band would practice, hung out by himself and tripped his face off and <laughs> inhabited one of the characters from his books, Jaipar Prakari. Jaipar Prakari, perhaps. So while under the influence of drugs, he couldn't tell the difference between fiction and reality. At certain points, he couldn't. He did say that he, uh, he mistook the SUV... For a dragon, Morgoth, the dragon, uh, a character from Tolkien shit, and uh, demon <laughs> dude, like this guy. He he said, "quote unquote," I was here to save America. In ten days, Obama was going to be assassinated. Morgoth was chasing after me. I was chasing shadow dragons. It was crazy. Hold on, I want to do this in a different voice. Whenever, uh, whenever I'm quoting him, I was here to save America. Ten days, Obama was going to be assassinated. How did you know? Morgoth was chasing after me. I was chasing shadow dragons. It's crazy. Shadow dragons tend to be on the crazy side. I was walking down the yellow line in the middle of the road and jousting cars. I was walking like I owned it, like I was a spaceship. People were honking horns and driving around me. Guys in trucks were being dicks. It's pretty fantastical. He's having a great time. Please, like, is, if I ever meet this man, I'll be so disappointed to know he doesn't really sound like that. <laughs> he told cops that he was a high elf engaged in battle with the evil Morgoth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He certainly was a high elf, all right. Yeah. Well, you got the first part right. Not the elf part. But... And I'm sorry, it wasn't an SUV. It was a BMW. You son of a bitch. That ruins the whole story for me. Now, he completely changes everything. I hopped on a hood and tried to pierce the tires with my master sword. <laughs> I was trying to prove a point. You don't mess with a dark elf. The master sword was his penis. Honest, honestly, the cops were pretty nice. Even the one who pointed a taser at me. <laughs> but they broke my master sword. I was <laughs> so pissed. What a bunch of dicks. <laughs> I mean, afterwards, though, he had to, I mean, he, he did kind of own up to it, you know. I mean, he, he said, Morgoth got the best of me. <laughs> that sure did. <laughs> that woman was totally bad vibing me. And I guess I just took it to the next level. I wasn't in my right mind. I was still rocking my new pair of elf ears. <laughs> uh, he also said. He also said that he owns elf ears. The last time I did drugs, I turned into a freaking dragon. It's not like I'm a drug addict or anything, but when someone offers some to me, I'll take them. <laughs> I find it's, it's pretty rude to refuse gifts. <laughs> uh, one last quote. Moonrocks, DMT, and LSD. It was the trifecta. Man, that shit's pretty awesome, but don't do it alone. Otherwise, you end up wandering the streets on a weird spirit journey. <laughs> well, if there's anything we could learn from this, it's not to do drugs alone. Do them with Conrad McCain. Yeah, always do them with Conrad McCain. <laughs> this guy knows how to party. Uh, if you say so. <laughs> or you could do them with a Gucci shaman. Because apparently... <laughs> He's one of those two. Apparently they have a lot of weed. Yeah. Gucci shamans, the Gucci Mane shamans. Gucci Mane. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do any drugs with Gucci Mane. No, Gucci Mane. The ancient Gu Chinese shaman. Gucci Mane. Yeah. <laughs> Go cool. ahead. Go ahead. He's cool. He's cool. So how about we movie on to some movie news? That was piss poor. <laughs> but I'm going to go on anyways. Uh, I don't know how to top that. Those That drug trip just sounded like a fantastical movie um sadly we have talked about the ant-man movie being done by edgar wright hmm. it has been stated that 
Marvel and Edgar Wright parted ways on the project over creative differences. Uh, no say on who the new director will be, but this is, they're, they're saying it's going to come out shortly. Supposedly what happened was they kept asking him to rewrite the script, and he kept trying to rewrite it to their specifications without abandoning his vision, and eventually they actually hired two other people to write the script, Marvel supposedly. was just like, no, you don't know Ant-Man, apparently. And he, when, when they gave him the script, the rewrite, and just butchered it, he was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm done, I'm out, deuces. Stop stifling my creative process! Uh, but it makes you wonder if like Marvel... It's not like um, Sony or something, you know, or Disney was one that was like, no, I don't like that, do it again. But Marvel itself was like, that's... It was supposedly even above Kevin Feige, who's like in charge of almost everything. Right. Yeah. It, it makes you wonder, like, how different would that have turned out if they stayed with Edgar Wright's vision? Of yeah, this movie? I'm, I'm very disappointed. I really was looking forward to seeing a Edgar Wright Ant-Man movie. And I guess the cast doesn't have the same, you know, like right in their contract to just walk out if they don't agree with it. Yeah, most actors are just kind of like, well, you agreed to it already, so now you're kind of stuck with it. Unless you're Bruce Willis, and apparently you can just <laughs> say fuck off. There is a new Pixar movie in development called Inside Out. Uh, Boy. No. Ah. Girl, actually. Inside uh, Out Girl. No, it's not Inside Out Girl, just Inside Out. But the majority of the movie takes place in a little girl's mind. Oh. And the main oh. characters are her emotions. I'm not sure if that's sexist. Or not, but... <laughs> um, it's kind of like a Princess Peach thing all over again. You know how... You know, remember that game where her emotions were... Yeah. Yeah, her superpowers. <laughs> this does sound pretty promising. I, I, I trust Pixar. They make great movies. And, uh, they do. The cast sounds pretty too, interesting. Uh, the five main characters are Joy, who is portrayed by Amy Poehler. Not a big Amy Poehler fan, but okay. she's all right. Uh, I, fear. Yeah. I'm sorry. What were you? What were I you was just going to say, yeah, she's all right. She's. Uh, fear is Bill Hader. Oh. Uh, anger. Lewis Black. So it's, it's fucking a, it's a, a comedy, huh? Well, it's a Pixar, course, it's a movie, Pixar movie. So we're, we're going to have to make sure Lewis Black stays censored. Oh, my God, though. That's <laughs> cool. I, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Uh, disgust. Who's played by Mindy Kaling? I didn't know who she was. I I didn't know who she was. I had to look her up. She's the Indian girl from The Office. Yep. And Sadness is played by Phyllis Smith. Phyllis from The Office. Oh, really? Yeah. the The whole Mindy Kaling thing. She's also in uh, that the Mindy Project show on Fox. The Office never heard of it. Exist anymore. Oh, that's right. I never heard of the Mindy Project. Oh, it's it's worse than the new girl. <laughs> Stay away. Starred alongside Matthew, Broderick, and me, 1998, Roland Emmerich, the disaster movie Godzilla. Though often mistaken for the actual Godzilla, it is actually its own separate entity. Now, you might be a little confused. You might be asking us or yourself or Google or your trusted friend Steve and his fucking girlfriend right after you ask them to stop bogarting your stash of marijuana. Um, or maybe you're commuting with a uh, Gushi shaman, with Gushi Mane, the shaman, to, to ask him on your spirit journey. Uh, yeah. What, what, what's the deal? I thought, I thought that 1998 movie was a reboot that featured Godzilla, a reimagining of Godzilla. Well, no, you would be, actually be mistaken that movie is canon. It is one of the official Godzilla films. Yes. And the kaiju in it is not Godzilla, but another creature called Zilla. Its name has officially been changed 
by Toho in the legal copyright. This movie bombed so bad, Toho had to go back and do damage control like a motherfucker on it. But yeah, in 1998, though, it was supposed to be Godzilla. Like, they had no plans on making it this Zilla, but they also planned on making a, a trilogy of this. Yes. And a lot of, there's a lot of misconceptions about the, the development of this creature design. Um, for one, Toho, their only specification was that it be agile and fast. So that's actually interesting that that was something Toho asked for, whereas that's a lot of people's really problems with um, it. From what I had read was that the guy that uh, this was it Frank Tintopoulos? Not Frank. Uh, hold on, Patrick. Patrick Tintopoulos. Patrick Tintopoulos. Yes. Uh, Roland Emmerich. It's it's Tintopoulos. <laughs> right, right. Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Shut up. <laughs> or should I call you Ferris Bueller? Ah. Um, is that it was Roland Emmerich that only gave him it should be fast. That was the only thing he gave him in the development area. And actually, production on a American Godzilla movie goes as far back as 1983. Yes. They were trying to do Godzilla King of the Monsters 3D. And models were actually made for this Godzilla design. Have you seen them? Yes, I have, actually. They're, they're interesting. They're more dinosaur-like and yep. pre-Jurassic Park dinosaur. They... So you know, that lumbering T Rex more like a Godzilla than yes. this movie. Than its this face Zilla. is the major difference. It's more elongated, right? And, yeah, but yeah. That was Steve Miner wanted to do that. Okay, he actually got special permission from Toho, but uh, it, it just turned out that he, they didn't want to foot the bill for it. They said thirty million dollars too much. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, in nineteen ninety four. There was another Godzilla project being worked on, Godzilla versus the Griffin, and he was going (laughs) to fight a shape-shifting alien that was a big, giant griffin. Uh, Stan Winston actually created the model for this one. That Godzilla design was a lot closer and really cool-looking, and you can find it on YouTube. There was an actual teaser trailer for this movie that never got made. It was only released in Japan, but it is an English teaser trailer. Oh, okay. Now, that would be... uh... Jan DeBont was in charge of that, right? Sure. Sure. Anyways, um, it has something to do with Godzilla was actually created or bred by the Atlanteans oh, to defend yeah. the Earth. Oh, yeah. What a fucking fap, fap, fap. Yeah, why, why, why not just bring more complicated bullshit into this? It's not Godzilla. Well, they asked for $100 million to make this film, and they just straight up said no. Like, no, too much money. So they were like, oh, oh, they're, look at this hot shot. He's about to release his film Independence Day. Uh, this, this newcomer on the scene, this awesome effects man, Roland Emmerich, you, you are a king of storytelling. You want some more money, more than $120 million to make your Godzilla film? Okay. So they just turn around and give him even more money. Like, what the fuck, man? From what I can tell, they were like, Roland Emmerich, you're directing this. Oh, you also want to do, want to co-screenwrite it? And he's like, yeah, sure. More money for me, right? From what I've heard, too, Roland Emmerich didn't even like Godzilla. Not the movie he made. I mean, just in general. I can tell. He just straight up changed it all. He just ripped off Jurassic Park. Basically. The whole thing was a Jurassic Park ripoff. There were a few Jaws ripoffs in there. Uh, He also apparently did not like Siskel and Ebert. Oh, my God. That's so stupid. The mayor in this movie. Mayor Ebert. And his assistant. Gene. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he's always just shoving candy down his mouth and yeah. fucking so bad. and So, so subtle, too, Mr. Emmerich. So subtle. Seriously. Uh, Siskel and Ebert even commented on that. And I love it because Ebert's like, you put us in a monster movie and we don't die. <laughs> right. Like, you don't you even had know the opportunity, to, yeah, <laughs> to really stick it to us. I mean, you, Emmerich's like, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not that mad at them. We can keep them alive. Three voice actors from The Simpsons actually show up in this Hank Azaria. Movie. Hank Azaria is one not of the main characters. Not enough Hank Azaria. Harry Shearer is also a lesser character, but he was uh, Hank Azaria's boss. Yes. 
And uh, Nancy Cartwright shows up in a quick cameo, also working. They all work at the news place. She's uh, right. She says to Harry Shearer, she's like, I think your news story just walked by the window. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, Harry Shearer turns around. He doesn't see a goddamn thing. But he didn't feel that shaking. Uh, uh, There's so many stupid moments in this film. There is. I will say this watch, I think it maybe deserves a little more credit than people give it. It's not the worst movie. I think it's probably the biggest thing it suffers from is the fucking running time. It's too yeah. fucking long. It gets boring. Two hours and 15 minutes too fucking long. The third time that Godzilla disappears and he's hiding and you got to watch another like, like 20 oh, minutes God. of bullshit. You're like, Ugh. 20 minutes of Matthew Broderick. Dude, I like Matthew taking... Broderick. I think no, he's one of the on. few strengths I of do, the movie. I do like Matthew Broderick. I'm not so big on him in this movie, but 20 minutes of him deciding that he's going to give an at-home pregnancy test to a <laughs> DNA sample of Godzilla yeah, they test for the same basic hormone structure. No, they don't. Not in reptiles. What do you know? But it's just, don't don't worry. Let him do his thing. He's just the worm guy. His performance, though, with the with the shit he was given to fucking recite, uh, I have no problems yeah. with his performance. There were uh, there were worse performances. Hank Azaria was good. Yep, he was he was one of the highlights of the movie. I was actually glad that like. They just kind of had him around, you know? Like, he was just, oh, the camera guy now. He's just hanging around. He's like, I, I gotta get the story. I don't mind the creature design. Everybody shits on the creature design. Like, it's not Godzilla. As Godzilla, awful. But, like, as its own creature in its own right, I think it's pretty cool looking. Um, I think it's kind of silly, but for 1998, it was it was great CGI, I guess, for the time. That's I don't like the CGI as much, but... I mean, it, I it mean, won, actually won an award for its special effects. Yeah. So you think it looks silly? Uh, just I guess maybe I don't know. It seems a little clunky. It, it seem, it's too odd to me that it's just able to like slip away unnoticed. That's dumb. It can burrow. Well, but, yeah, but you there, uh, it would leave a giant a fucking giant, hole behind like, yeah. to follow it. Oh my god, it's so stupid. The one line from the movie where, where he's like, he's he's found an it's a perfect island <laughs> to hide in. And I'm like, well, unlike any other island in the world, it can't, it can't this take is somewhere you can actually hide. Right. It can't take two steps without knocking a goddamn building over. Right. It can totally uh, hide in a fucking jungle. It, it yeah. hid for 30 years on a different, a regular island. Right. And <laughs> apparently because there is no game at Madison Square Garden, it's just empty. And nobody's there, like, doing security checks or nothing. And... Oh, I loved when um, Matthew Broderick runs in to buy the pregnancy tests and stuff. He There's, like, a lady working the counter at this drugstore. Yeah. And it's like, wait. Get out of town. <laughs> Seriously. That's New York for New Yorkers. They're like, nah, I got rent to pay, motherfucker. Right. The store's <laughs> staying open. He hasn't knocked this building down yet. Meanwhile, fucking smoke and rubble everywhere outside. Another question. Like, this creature came from the South Pacific Ocean, right? The French Polynesia Islands area. Uh, God damn, that was a long journey. to, to, If it was going to, like, what made it decide, oh, New York on the other side of the world. Yeah, I'm going to start traveling um, south, further south, and then head west around the tip of Africa, uh, and then just shoot up north. And, yeah, I should find an island somewhere to nest that's populated by millions of <laughs> other life forms. Uh, instinctual migration, because iguanas do that. It just, seems, <laughs> it just seems a little far-fetched when it could have just kept going east and maybe landed somewhere, you know, like taking over fucking Alaska or something. I don't know. If it was going to U.S., it just would have made more sense from where it was located to head east and hit the west coast. Ah, but that's yeah. just that's just me. It's, it seems like a far migratory trip. I love when the military is like shooting missiles at him and he just casually steps aside yeah. and the missiles just blow up the fucking uh, the Chrysler, Chrysler building. building. Yeah, and the and the fucking guy in the fucking fighter plane's like, ooh. <laughs> Is that going to come out of my paycheck, sir? <laughs> Is that going to come out of my check? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. It's a cold-blooded animal. They can't use heat-seeking missiles on it. 
Oh no, it's maneuvering. It ducked. <laughs> Very slowly. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, what was the deal with the breeding time? Just, it's weird to me. It spends so long migrating here, and then it decides it's found its place, so it lays its eggs, and n- now it's like, what, a couple days and the babies hatch? <laughs> like, how long is this, you know, is this breeding period? Right. Like, it seems like it would take a little longer than that for the eggs to develop and everything. And then they're like, oh, and then by next week, all these other baby dinosaurs can reproduce by themselves. And, and now there'll be 40,000 of them. And, and well, why wouldn't they decide to go migrate someplace else? You know, like it just, it, <laughs> well, it, that's the point though. Overrun the world. Well, yeah, but starting with, it's, it's still, New York, yeah, it's silly science. Oh, also cartoonishly awesome part of the movie. A whole bunch of baby Zillas slipping on gumballs. Oh, my God. And even that, I remember being a kid and seeing right through that. When the fucking babies, when there were suddenly babies, I'm like, oh, so now there's velociraptors. Right. Can you rip off Jurassic Park yeah. anymore? I, I just saw these four years ago. Uh, <laughs> one thing I do have to give Mr. Emmerich credit for is, God damn, he could blow up the Madison Square Garden with style. <laughs> Yet, the one flaw he couldn't get any of the four characters he had in the scene running away from Madison Square Garden to not look back. They all looked back at the explosion. <laughs> not cool, guys. You are not cool. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more realistic, though. <laughs> like like the one French guy. Ooh, like just a look on his face when he looks back and he sees an explosion. Like, what, did you think it would be a smaller one? Like, <laughs> <laughs> If it was made in 2006... It probably would have ended up being a Michael Bay film. Yeah, I would have been pissed if they gave Michael Bay Godzilla. I would rather see Roland Emmerich this movie. I'd rather see this Godzilla movie than anything Michael Bay would create for it. Thank God that's not going to happen. Thank God. Thank God Toho at least has that much common sense. Yeah, you know, Gareth Edwards next he's going to do a Star Wars movie. And then he's going to do Godzilla 2. So he must be the happiest boy in the world right now. Did I say Roland Emmerich? No, Gareth <laughs> no, Edwards. No, yeah. you said Gareth <laughs> Roland Emmerich. That would be awful. Roland Emmerich, Star Wars. <laughs> so in 1968, nuclear tests in French Polynesia mutated this marine iguana. This is what Zilla is. And yeah, yeah. It, was, it wasn't the dinosaur. It was the iguana. It, Zilla has to be a female. There's no way Zilla's a male. Why is like that? Like they though? say in the, in the film. Um, but why do, why only do you say that? Females only females can give birth, can no, lay eggs and true. stuff like that. Male seahorses give birth. Okay, that's true. Not in any other species, though. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe there's but, one so, or two. So there's, there is the possibility. But... Also, it's a mutant, so it could do anything you want it to do. A female can change gender to male in times of duress, like happened in Jurassic Park, like they're ripping off here. So, uh, oh, that was true but... science. That wasn't just. Uh... In certain species, yeah, there's there's some lizards that are all females, and uh, if they have to, they'll make themselves male. Uh, yeah, and there's some that even just can uh, impregnate their own eggs, and there's there's many different types of asexual reproduction, but it's not just straight up asexual. A, straight up regular asexual reproduction is like splitting yourself, you know. Okay, so you, but it said that it reproduced asexually. You're saying that it doesn't? Parthenogenically would be the actual term. Oh, so uh, you're just like splitting hairs and getting into semantics and just using bigger words so you can confuse me. <laughs> well, no, it's just it's true. That that means when a female of the species is able to fertilize her own eggs without another lover. Uh, yeah, another <laughs> I, I, If you want to call it that. <laughs> a donor without another – without a sperm donor. Okay, so they just got their words flubbed up in the movie. As far as I, I know – they still refer to Zilla as a boy, as a male, but uh, uh, I, yeah. I think of Zilla as a female. Throughout the entirety of 1998 movie, they do. They did not once call it a she. It's always been a he. Mm-hmm. It's laid eggs. Ah, oh, he's laid eggs. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, instinctually, my first thought would be to start calling it a she. Although, like I said, mutants, it can do whatever it wants. That you With, with mutations and shit like that. Fair. You know, you could play it off any way you want. Like, it mutated itself to where... Right, apparently it mutated instinctual migration yeah, habits. Yeah, Migratory habits. Also, it mutated the ability to swim. Iguanas can swim. Iguanas can swim? Yeah. You sure? It was, I a, it was a marine iguana. Desert. 
It was, uh, well, not all iguanas, but it was a marine iguana. Okay. Uh, funny because the species of iguana that it belongs to are only native to the Galapagos Islands. They're not found in French Polynesia, but sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, nuclear testing there Movie facts, mutated it. And uh, over the next 30 years, it grew to about 60 meters tall. Like we said, it's able to burrow. It can reproduce parthenogenically. And it breathes a flammable gas that can actually ignite with flame. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's just breath is flammable. Yes, is what it comes down to. It's yes, not, it doesn't breathe doesn't fire. breathe fire, but it has flammable breath. If it breathes on fire, <sighs> that makes enough sense. So as we said, Zilla swam across the Pacific and up to New York. On its way, took down a Japanese freighter and several American fishing boats. And after laying a bunch of eggs in Madison Square Garden, he and his offspring were assumed killed by the military. But one of his progency survived. Now we'll get back to that guy Anyways, in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I want to correct myself from earlier saying how it swam underneath the tip of Africa. It just hit me. Dirt. There was that whole scene in the beginning about it walking across the Panama oh, yeah. <laughs> area. So, yeah, it just cut through. <laughs> Still. Damn, Kaju, get out of my crops. <laughs> yeah. With your skateboards and your rock music and your hokey pokey. <laughs> I know what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. I'm with it. I'm not an old fogey. Iguanas these days, I tell you. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> Moved it next Literally. door. <laughs> yeah. So, interesting fact to note, and I do want to make this clear that I... Uh, all the Godzilla films are not in the same canon with each other. You got like three or four in one canon, three or four in another, one in its own. Like, For purposes of this discussion, though, everything's canon. That's kind of how we treat shit. You know, like if well, we're doing yeah. a Zilla episode, everything with Zilla is canon for purposes of this discussion. So in that light, while this was going on, Mothra was battling King Ghidra. At the same time? It's over in Japan. Yeah, in 1998. The third Mothra movie took place in 98. Um, so the attack on New York by Zilla was actually referenced in Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidra. Giant monsters, all-out attack. And it was basically said that although the American experts believe it to be Godzilla, the Japanese don't think it was Godzilla that attacked New York. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we saw that, and it doesn't really seem to be like Godzilla. Trust me, we know Godzilla. That was no Godzilla. You know what this means, Craig? What? This means that the Taco Bell Chihuahua is canon in the Toho films. And so is Puff Daddy. Why? (laughs) Just because of marketing and music? (laughs) (laughs) Soundtracks? They've both interacted with Zilla. In in that movie? (laughs) No. In in commercials. In music videos. In music videos. Didn't we just say we're treating all appearances of Zilla as canon? Okay. Fair enough. I figured that didn't count. Apparently, he eats at Taco Bell. <laughs> Apparently, uh, some some stones that that Chihuahua has to actually like try to talk to Zilla. I think I need a bigger box. <laughs> that was that was what he said, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was another Jaws ripoff in the fucking movie. They're like, we need bigger guns. Yeah. Yeah, you just took you stole the fucking. We need a bigger boat. Uh, they do the fucking exact like shot like that they do with uh, Chief Brody, where the oh, camera's yeah, zooming yeah. in and everything. Like they do the same thing with Nick Tatopoulos in this. Nick Tatopoulos. Tatopoulos. It's Tatopoulos. <laughs> Such a hard name to pronounce, isn't it? Um. Eventually, after this uh, creature supposedly died, an alien race known as like the Exlians uh, from Planet X. Exlians? Something like that. They took control of several kaiju in an attempt to subvert control over Earth, and Zilla was one of those. And, of course, Godzilla's not having this, so they start sending him at Godzilla to take him down, and the shortest fight ever in the Godzilla franchise was in the Toho movie Godzilla Final Wars, where Zilla actually shows up, charges at Godzilla, Godzilla fucks him up in less than a minute. Well, you can well, see it yeah, on YouTube. Well, yeah, it's an ancient dinosaur versus an iguana. Yeah. 
both of which. You know what's weird been... though is I would like obviously it has something to do with with the company making its stance that fuck you Zilla this is Godzilla but it seems like maybe Zilla might have been more agile you know fat like being faster uh-huh. and with all the extra abilities that it has it might have been able to actually get an upper hand you would think i don't know about an upper hand the the fight might have lasted a little longer if it didn't just run head on at him yeah ran around but nah godzilla fucked it up it's zilla's not the strongest of kaiju but i do think zilla is cool in her own right uh also they, feel like it's kind of small for a kaiju yeah she also appeared and fought with Godzilla in the new IDW comic. I think it's called Destroy All Godzilla, Rulers of Earth. Oh, really? It's called Godzilla, Rulers of Earth? Yes, Craig, because I am sitting in the room with you having a conversation and not fixing this and adding it in post. The comic is called Godzilla, Rulers of Earth. Oh, wow, that's so cool. You're so cool and so smart. You don't even have to edit the podcast or even do research. This is all just, yeah. Anyway, uh, they they fought again and got her shit fucked up again. Again? (laughs) Got her shit fucked up again. Zilla did die from one of those fights. But again, aliens just have an interest in kaiju. Well, wouldn't you if you were an alien? I'm not even an alien and I still do. Well, I guess everyone's an alien to someone. To E.T., we're the aliens. Deep. Uh, the Tachyons, an alien race that landed on Earth millions of years ago, near the end of the reign of the dinosaurs. They kind of laid dormant at the bottom of the ocean for all these millions of years, and they were woken up. They end up resurrecting the dead Zilla as a cyborg called Cyberzilla. Well, what else are you going to call it? <laughs> I don't think there's anything else you could. Right, and as Cyberzilla, they gave him atomic breath, uh, he's got like missile, like atomic missiles on his shoulders. Like, right. uh, it's ridiculous. How can we make this thing more badass? He wasn't badass enough though. He, she, we're so inconsistent with what we're calling Zilla this episode. Let's go with it. I, I think it? of it as a girl. Well, I'm just going to go with Matthew Broderick's assumption. He is a scientist, so he was also directly under it. So maybe he saw some giant swing, swing and dong. Well, fortunately for the people of Earth, Cyberzilla was taken down by his, her, son, Zilla Jr. So, as you mentioned, TriStar was initially planning on doing a trilogy of movies. And there was an entire script written for Godzilla 2. Yes. Now, you can find some information about this script, but I'm not too sure... It's legit. There's not really any verifiable sources. Oh, so it's it's one of those, well, a guy I know knows this other guy that I know that knows this other guy that read the script. It's just, where where's the sources for this summary? Right. Well, there's a whole plot summary that... There's, there's no sources because he fears for his life. He doesn't <laughs> want to give away the secret. Of this film script they're never going to film. Right. Well, it, it may not be true, but I figure it was at least worth telling you guys about. It follows the one egg left behind at the end of the first film. Uh, Nick Tatopoulos feels guilty over being responsible for Zilla's death. So when he finds that last remaining egg, he takes oh. it upon himself to raise the young Zilla down there so in the sewers. So he found the egg? He, yeah. was one, he just found the egg. Uh, okay. And the, I the also Zilla thought that, that was interesting that everybody at the end of the movie, everybody was all happy. They finally stopped the beast, and he's just like, "Oh, oh, you, we could have been friends, even though you tried to eat me." It's fair to be a little sad that an animal that was just trying to lay its eggs and raise its young got killed. Yes, understandable, but it—I mean, he—he he was the one that gave the orders. He, I mean, they had to have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why do you think he was sad? <laughs> Okay, um, okay, whatever. Matthew Broderick, you're a genius actor. You made me feel emotions for things I didn't know I could have. Uh, like, are you saying you're laying eggs? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because Nick was the first thing that the Zilla saw when it hatched, it imprints on him. And this is super consistent with the first movie. Uh, when you When all those baby Zillas hatched... They instantly bonded and imprinted with uh, the innocent people that were in Madison Square Garden. No, no, I believe they tried to eat them. 
No, no, they bonded with them and imprinted Oh, that's them what they, they were doing. They were, they were just mom. they were just playing chase <laughs> tag, playing playing a game of tag. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, Tatopoulos helps the baby Zilla Zilla Junior escape so that it's not killed by the military. And soon, strange things start happening around the world, such as a fighter jet or a helicopter or something being like sliced in half while it was flying way super high up in the air. And the entire population of Fiji just disappears overnight, and the entire village is destroyed. The whole population of Fiji, gone. Nick, and this is all Nick Totopoulos' fault now. <laughs> it was him. Well, Nick yeah, Totopoulos... Yeah, it was. <laughs> He, he's kidnapped from his wedding by the French Secret Service, who think that Godzilla is responsible, but Nick insists that it would be impossible for Godzilla to do those things, even if he was still alive. So he does tell him what happened, and they go to Australia searching for Zilla, Zilla Jr. They find him fully grown with a brood of his own, including a smaller, weaker runt. Oh. So they end up going to Monster Island, uh, the island where Zilla originally came from in the French Polynesian area. Uh, that's been blocked off from the public for the last two years. They have to scuba dive in order to get past the blockade. And while they're scuba diving, a great shadow passes over them. And they look up and they see a giant blue whale three times its normal size swimming over them. That's fucking Three big. times the whale's normal size? Yeah. So it's a mutated giant whale. Apparently, they get to the island. Seems and they... like a dangerous place to go scuba diving. <laughs> right? What if they fucking saw a giant piranha or even just a giant regular fish? It would still eat or them. Or even one of Zilla's brood. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to the island and they discover tons of new mutated species, but nothing that could be responsible for all these weird anomalies. Uh, suddenly, though, a giant swarm of insects or rather a swarm of giant insects. Oh, fly giant up. kaiju sex. They're dropping live human captives onto the ground that they've been carrying. The people that try to escape get stung to death, and the rest are herded underground. Oh, no. It's, it's the Beedrill army, isn't it? <laughs> More or less. Uh, out, from the under, out from the subterranean hive emerges the Queen Bitch, a giant ferocious insect that rules, that rules over all of them, that they all serve. And this is another reason I'm skeptical. I can't imagine TriStar wanting to make toys for a character called the Queen Bitch. Oh, that's the character's name? That wasn't just your little flavor pudding? No, that's supposedly the character's name. The Queen Bitch. This is Zilla's big enemy in this. And we're calling it Zilla, but it was still going to be called Godzilla. uh, They might have called it Queen Bee when they made toys. Right. Adults knew what it stood for. (laughs) So she emerges, and she ends up leaving the island, flying out over the ocean. Uh, They realize that these bugs are growing out of control because Godzillas were their natural predators and kept them in check for the past 30 years. Uh, Philippe insists that they return to Australia at once. Did I mention it was the French Secret Service that kidnapped Nick? when they? Yeah, you did mention that, and it made me want to bring up the uh, insurance guy, Philippe, because we didn't even mention him at all, but he plays a pretty big part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's obviously going to play a big part in the trilogy. Okay, the, back to that movie for a minute. The very One of the worst parts at the very beginning when uh, they're talking to the Japanese guy. They're all French. He was just talking to his friend in French. Right. They walk in, and the guy is trying to talk to the Japanese man in Japanese. And he, he, the Japanese man won't respond. So he sits down and says in English, he, he flicks his lighter, and he yeah. goes... What did you see, old man? <laughs> in Go- English. Why Godzilla. did he say it in English? Godzilla. A French guy to Godzilla. 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 Seriously, what the fuck? And then they showed Nick Totopoulos a tape of that. Yeah. Which is just the movie. Like, it's from right, the angle of right. right behind the lighter. They weren't recording that. Right, what, right, the, yeah. what the they fuck? They even showed, like, they showed both angles from the man's view. Yeah. And the- <laughs> Oh, my God. They might as well have shown the fucking subtitles. Oh, anyway. Philippe reveals that he already reported their existence to the army, and the army's going to kill them all, the Godzillas, not the bugs. So Nick's like, what the fuck? Wait, so Philippe wants all the Zillas dead, even though it's held all these bugs in check? They didn't know. When they were in Australia, before they had ever discovered the bugs, when they first discovered the Godzillas, and the French Secret Service still thought they were responsible. Uh, he reported it to the army secretly without telling, without telling Dr. Totopoulos. Without telling Nicky boy. 
So they returned to Australia, but it's too late. All of Godzilla's brood has been killed by the army. Godzilla Jr., Zilla Jr. We're so inconsistent with the name, too. ZJ. Because they were still going to call him Godzilla in this movie. Well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't until years later that Toho fixed all that and started and renamed it Zilla. So Zilla and his runt have survived, however, and end up getting into a fight with the queen bitch. And I guess she laid an egg in Australia and she came there to, like, protect it. And she gets her shit fucked up by Godzilla, so she flees back to Monster Island. Godzilla jumps in the water and gives chase. They follow they get there, Godzilla Exciting. just kills the fuck out of Queen Bitch, and the army's about to kill Godzilla, but all the freed captives of the bugs hold hands and surround Godzilla, and the army has a change of heart, because that's what the army does when they have fire oh, directives. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was that day, his heart grew three sizes. <laughs> the army's <laughs> collective heart. Yeah. <laughs> but even though that never got made... Zilla Jr. does have a canon appearance uh, in Godzilla, the series. Would that be the animated one? Yes, sir. Did you ever watch that growing up? No. It I wasn't bad, dude. I didn't really care. It's actually a lot better than the show or than the movie. L- let me just preface this by, in 1998, you know, the movie had come out. I really didn't give a crap about it. I wasn't a huge Godzilla fan. It looked dumb to me. I didn't think it was going to be any good, so I just kind of stayed away from all that crap. And then, you know, animated series about Godzilla, I thought, well, can't be better than the movie, so... No, you were wrong. It actually is a lot better than the movie. 14-year-old Craig was wrong. What a shock. (laughs) That's never happened before. (laughs) Yeah. I I did everything right when I was 14. (laughs) So in the series, Dr. Nick Totopoulos has been put in charge of HEAT, the Humanitarian Environmental Analysis Team. Oh, it's an acronym. You thought he owned the, what is it, the LA Heat or whatever? Is Miami. The, LA Heat, the Miami Heat. Seriously, how much I know about sports. No, I didn't. I thought he owned, he like he could harness the power of the sun and heat. <laughs> he was just put in charge of heat. This you is are, your yeah. jurisdiction yeah. now. So he's now the new gas man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, a, it's the humanitarian environmental analysis team, which was created in response to the increasing number of giant mutated monsters that have been showing up all over the world. And much like the unmade sequel, he found that egg. Zilla Jr. bonded with Nick and ends up helping Heat fight the monsters. And apparently, Zilla Jr. has mutated from his father or mother and is not the same. For one, Nick runs some tests and determines that there's no danger of it reproducing. So this is either because it's a male or because of some further mutation. And also... It's got radioactive breath. That was not Godzilla. Well, I'm not Godzilla, so (laughs) Um, I don't know what you want from me. I'm a human being. (laughs) (laughs) That also could be just a normal genetic mutation, or maybe it's further mutation from its egg withstanding the bombing of Madison Square Garden. I don't know. They didn't, they didn't nuke Madison Square Garden, though, No, it was they? just a bomb. Yeah. So there's, there wouldn't really be much radiation, right? Right. There, or, like, none. Because if there was, <laughs> if it was, like, a radioactive Everyone else would bomb, be fucked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we just dropped a nuke on Madison Square Garden. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I feel at this point, if the series had been made, the people left that did go to the movies to see it probably would have been asked for their money back at the door. <laughs> Well, general consensus among the fan community uh, of Godzilla, people pretty much agree that Godzilla Jr. is way more cool and badass than his parent. Uh, Even though it's basically the same thing? But it's not. Um, he, he has the spirit of Godzilla a lot more. He's more quick to fight, and he acts more like Godzilla, whereas this one kind of just running away. And, yeah, and, and, and it was always on. trying to run and hide. It wasn't like Godzilla, which was a con- Godzilla. You don't fuck with Godzilla. Godzilla fights. It has the radioactive breath, you know. Like it's, it was a better, well, more well constructed series. Like it, it's, he's definitely cooler than his fucking parent. Okay. Uh, and one thing that can be said that no one can argue with is Zilla Junior is definitely fucking more badass than Minya or Godzuki. Okay. Zilla Junior could definitely fuck Minya or Godzuki up. I am. Maybe not, not Godzilla gonna, Jr. I'm not going to post the thought onto that because I'm not sure what you're saying. 
Minya. <laughs> are you speaking Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> are you? Minya Godzuki? I don't are know you in, in tongues? Is that like some Japanese, like a proverb, an old Japanese proverb? <laughs> you don't know who Minya is or Godzuki? No. Godzuki was in the Hanna-Barbera cartoon back in the 60s the or 70s or something, the American cartoon. Stupid, horrible. It was Godzilla's nephew, and he was just oh. a klutz, like the cute fucking character. Oh, and, so uh, it was... So now, now Godzilla just has nephews. Like this is just a whole family. Right, tree that means Godzilla thing. has a sister. <laughs> yeah, or brother. Or brother. <laughs> Minya was Godzilla's child. Oh, I thought that was just son of Godzilla. Minya uh, is the little fucking shit-looking thing that blows smoke rings, breathes smoke rings, and shit. Yeah, from the movies, actual yeah. movies, right? But there was also a Godzilla Junior in some of the movies too, which grew up to be a lot more like the real Godzilla. So, oh, so Minya I don't know who would just... win between Zilla Junior and Godzilla Junior. All right, so let's do the damn thing. Let's plug this shit. We hope you enjoyed this Zilla episode. We'll be back again next week with another cool fucking like topic. Like always. Like always. All I'm going to say is they're a duo on a quest for world domination. Who are? Me and you? No, our topic next week. Oh. Are we not going to reveal it? We're going to be cryptic about it? Yeah, sure. Unless you just decide you're going to reveal it now and ruin all my hard no, work that's of three cool. seconds of thinking up what to say that's cool yeah duo on a quest for world domination who yeah. are we talking about find out next week on fairpoint but in the meantime why don't you head on over to facebook facebook.com slash fairpoint podcast subscribe you don't subscribe on Facebook. You don't subscribe to Facebook. Oh, yeah, you do. You do subscribe now, but not to that's to like people that you, you're not friends with, and that's weird and creepy and stalkerish. Well, like uh, us. We're, yeah, like we're us a, on Facebook. A, Stalk us entity. on Facebook, please. Yeah, we're an entity on Facebook, not a person. Yeah, we've got so. tons of cool pictures, updates, links to everything. Any of the media that we're about to plug, you'll find on the Facebook. It's, yes. It's pretty sweet. As you will on the Twitter, at FairPointPod, because... Twitter has something about not using a lot of characters. So, yeah, no no yeah. cast, just at Fairpoint yeah. Pod. Other things that are popping for us was, is YouTube. We're, we're getting bigger into that. YouTube.com slash a Fairpoint Podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, I just like what they say. Yeah, uh, like I said, I'm going to put up a video there with my opinions and thoughts on Godzilla 2014. And I'm going to not be able to watch it until I see Godzilla 2014, apparently. You're not allowed. We're also on Tumblr, fairpointpodcast.tumblr.com. Go there and check out yeah. all sorts of sweet art that's associated with our topics. I've got sweet two art. terabytes full of it on my hard drive. No, no, no. They don't want to know about your porn drive. No, that's a different Tumblr. Oh, <laughs> okay. You got a topic you want to hear us talk about? Why don't you send us an email about it, telling us that that's what we should do? We've gotten a couple people now requesting on Facebook, but go ahead, send us through an email if you don't want you know other people seeing it at all. <laughs> you know, so send that to fairpointpodcast at yahoo dot com, or you could just send us a message on Facebook too. People won't see that, but the email is totally fine. And you can also let us know what you think on iTunes. You can give us a star rating, preferably like four or five stars. That'd yeah. be pretty sweet. Immediate feedback. And you can leave a review so people know whether or not they should listen to us. They yeah, just but look don't down make it reviews. like the IMDb reviews where like some people are just like looking at it like, eh, I don't think I trust this guy's review. <laughs> well, if they have trust issues, I mean, there's nothing that <laughs> our fans that, can do I about guess. that. Yeah, fair point. From the secret room, I'm Nathan Kapiser. And I'm Craig Tetapopoulos. It's Tetapopoulos. Same thing. Talk to you next time. That was a little more like a Nixon. <laughs>